Welcome to the Playbook for Amazon podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Lieber, and the goal of this podcast is to share what's working today that's helping my company, Turnkey Product Management, sell over eight figures per year on Amazon for our clients. We will share with you the actionable steps, systems, and playbook that you can plug into your business to boost your sales on Amazon. Let's go. Today we have a very special guest. It is Ezra Firestone. He does a lot of different things, but he's sold over a hundred million dollars uh, in his short career and well-accomplished career. And in it, I got to totally pick his brain. We talked a lot about Amazon and if you're selling on Amazon as a platform, uh, we got into some strategies there. We also got to talk about how to build off of Amazon simultaneously. And if you haven't made that transition or leap, he talks about kind of the baby steps for how to uh, do that. And it actually, you know, really made sense to me. It was like, wow, a lot of people will, you know, resonate with that and actually get to take action on that. So uh, we really got into some cool stuff. We also got to hear about his, his uh, interesting background, <laughs> basically growing up uh, on, a, on a commune uh, as a child and uh, how that influenced his career. So we just got to have a really interesting conversation. And uh, we also are planning to have him back. Uh, it was a shorter episode. So um, it wasn't super long and um, I'll, I'll have a longer outro at the end where I'll kind of recap and um, add some two cents onto it just to give some actionable takeaways as well. So make sure to tune into the end. Without further ado, uh, let's dive in. All right. On today's episode, we have one of the smartest and funniest people in the marketing world, Ezra Firestone. He is a leading voice in the marketing and e-commerce space. And is most known for his brand Boom, as well as SmartMarketer.com and many other things. So thank you so much for coming on, Ezra. Yeah, man. Happy to be here. One of the funniest looking for sure. I do try to add a little bit of humor to what I do. <laughs> uh, thank you so much, man. I love, you know, I love talking to other business owners, Amazon FBA business owners and e-commerce sellers and, you know, people who are playing this, this same game at this time. You know, it's an interesting time to be a merchant and a, a particularly an online merchant. It's a lot of fun to talk to other folks who are doing it. Absolutely. So wanted to uh, just ask real quick, if you can give a quick background on how you grew up, I know you had a, a bit of a unique upbringing and how did that impact the path you ended up taking for your career? Yeah. You know, I think uh, I've been trying to figure out how to describe this and I think a good way, a good kind of way to describe it is I grew up in an alternative lifestyle experiment, which was an intentional community, which, you know, a lot of people grow up in places like that and it doesn't work out well for them, you know? And I grew up in a place where it really did work out well for me. And this particular community was really focused on um, how to win at relationships, you know, marriage counseling and communication and all kinds of stuff that like um, aids people, they would help people uh, succeed at their relationships. And so I kind of grew up with this foundational education of interpersonal relationships and human relationships. And that is one thing. If I just were to bring it all back, like what's the one thing I feel like really uh, that I got from my upbringing that was very non-traditional in so many ways. I mean, it was a hippie commune, man. It was wild, but, <laughs> and it was great, you know, but um, it's that I now have a hundred team members. I started with nothing, 103 people on my team. I, uh, you know, started like every entrepreneur. Uh, first, I was playing poker for a living, and then I was working a full-time job, you know, building my internet business at night, moonlighting it. And I have every side hustle under the sun. I had to work for every single thing I have. I started with no money. I started from the bottom. Now I'm here. You know what I mean? Like, so I really understand every level of of business 
from solopreneur doing everything myself to, uh, you know, making no money and struggling really hard for years trying to make it work through to every kind of stage that you hit that I could run through if you want, uh, up to now being, you know, 25 million, 30 million a year in revenue for the last four years. So I've done about over a hundred million dollars in the last four years, you know, hundred team members, infrastructure, multiple corporations. Like I really have traveled this journey over the last 13, 14 years and also got lucky enough to stumble across blogging when it first started, 2005, six, seven, you know, um, and began documenting my experience in the e-commerce space. And by virtue of being one of the first people to do it, I got real popular. And that has been really a fun and fulfilling and really amazing path and that I've been able to walk journey. I've been able to travel because it's allowed me to, you know, meet and engage with and learn from and share with people like you in our industry. And so I've had this sort of interesting journey where like always from the jump, first and foremost, I'm a merchant. My dad was a merchant. I grew up selling things at the flea market to try to make money, building our shop, uh, you know, getting the corner spot because that had the most traffic out there testing crayons versus marker to my, his dad was a merchant. His dad had, you know, shops on uh, Orchard Street in New York City and his dad was a merchant. His dad took stuff. So my great grandfather now, you know, got, pelts of cotton and wool and took them in a horse covered wagon from Kolomaya, Ukraine to Vienna, Austria and sold them. I mean, like I've been in the merchant game for generations and my family has, and I am the luckiest of all because I am the only generation so far of Firestone merchant who is not limited by geography. <laughs> my dad and I flea market, my great grandfather, the orchard street traffic of when the Jews were selling schmatas on orchard street, my great grandfather, you know, horse carried wagon, whoever you could find on the side of the road and markets in Vienna. Me, everybody in the world, man, I'm doing the same thing. I'm building the same shop I built at the flea market. So I'm building it on the web. I'm doing the same hustle of getting people's attention. Instead of running out there and trying to grab them and pull them into the shop, I'm running ads. But it's like, it is the same thing. It is just not limited by geography. Yeah, that's a really interesting take. It makes a lot of sense. So let's fast forward. So let's talk about Boom, a cosmetics company that's doing incredibly well. And I just wanted to ask, like, obviously, you know, it's selling a lot of makeup products, cosmetics. You're a man. Nothing wrong with that. But it, like, it's probably not as natural to like connect with the customers. And I can relate. My first company was selling baby products and puppy products. I didn't have a dog or a baby. And so I didn't know how to connect at all with the customers. I struggled with that. So how would you communicate to sellers that are in that situation where it's, you know, not necessarily well, you know, the face you, of it? You do your best to understand the experience of the people you're selling to. And one of the best ways to understand that is to interview a whole lot of them and see what common threads come up to really put yourself in their shoes and try to understand their life experience and the problems that they're facing so that you can support them in solving those. And also to have a collaborator who is that person? This is Cindy Joseph. She, she and I started Boom together. She passed away last year, uh, sadly. Um, we started Boom together in 2010. And Cindy was the demographic. And so she had a lot of the life experience of the customers we were selling to. And she could kind of bring that side to it. I understood a lot about marketing. And I also was raised by a bunch of baby boomer women. So I understood the life, exp you know, what they reported to me, the hormonal changes, the shift in their skin uh, you know, being drier and having wrinkles, the hair graying that, you know, 
I've understood as, as much as I can without having the experience, the experience that they're going through. But it's helpful to have someone who you're close to who can, who's having it, who you can talk to. Gotcha. Yeah, that makes a ton of sense. So let's talk about on Amazon, how do you recommend that physical product brands fit Amazon into their business model? Because I know you are big as well on Shopify, paid ads, a lot of off Amazon stuff. So how does Amazon fit in? I think Amazon is the absolute best place to start as a merchant today. I think it's uh, perhaps the greatest sales channel in the history of e-commerce. Um, I, everybody knows, you know, half of all American revenue runs through Amazon, e-commerce, physical product uh, transactions. And, um, you know, the thing to understand about Amazon is that it's not a brand and it's not a business. It's a cash flow channel and that it can be used to launch a brand and it can be used to launch a business. But in and of itself, it has one tenth to one third the asset value of a brand that's not on Amazon. So it's not that it's not worth anything and it's not that it's not an asset but it's just that it's not as valuable of an asset as if the brand has a footprint off of Amazon. And so I would say the first step is really optimize Amazon, get your listing down, get your Amazon sponsored ads going, get yourself ranking, get yourself brand registry, you know, fortify yourself in the world of Amazon as best you can set up your, you know, product detail pages to have videos. If you can get that run Amazon uh, media group, run, do Amazon well, and then take, 10 to 20% of the money that you're making on Amazon and invested in paid amplification off of Amazon, but at first only to generate email addresses and pixeled audiences and still send everyone back to Amazon. So the first level of advertising of an Amazon brand off of Amazon is actually still maintaining Amazon as the commerce engine, as the shopping cart, but using your paid amplification and using the energy that the brand has, i.e. the money it's generating to build a footprint to generate brand assets such as email subscribers, Facebook Messenger subscribers, SMS subscribers, and pixel audiences, which are people who visited your site or watched your video, so that now your brand is one level more valuable than a normal Amazon brand. A normal Amazon brand has no assets. All it has, Amazon owns the customer, Amazon owns the listing, Amazon's gonna backdoor you to your supplier, people are gonna negatively downvote you and attack you, people are gonna rip you off and, 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 and uh, you know, knock off your products. It's a doggy, it's a dirty, dirty, filthy world out there in terms of what can happen to merchants. I've had all these experiences myself. I'm sure you've talked to merchants who've really experienced the dark side of Amazon. Amazon has a big positive plus wonderful side and it's got a real deep dark well of bad shit that happens to merchants who are good merchants who are not doing anything wrong. Pardon my language. So one way to fortify yourself from that is to use the energy and money of your brand to begin to build a footprint off of Amazon, which starts with just brand assets, email addresses. And I have a tool called Zipify Pages that allows you to do this. You know, a lot of my customers are Amazon business owners and they'll build out a pre-sell landing page for their product that it sells it on Amazon. So it's like a sales page and the sales page is like, talks all about the product, how wonderful it is and says, hey, get 10% off on Amazon. Click here, enter email address and then it sends them to Amazon or just buy this on Amazon, click, goes over to Amazon and they drive traffic from Facebook. They pixel that person, they collect that person's email address and then they send them to Amazon to buy. And now they have a bit of a footprint uh, that is beyond Amazon. And then eventually as time goes on, you work towards starting to capture sales on your own website, like a Shopify site, but you don't start there. You start going deep into Amazon, getting that as best you can get going, 
then building brand assets off Amazon using Amazon as the commerce engine still, and then build your own site. Yeah, I think that's a great way to describe it. So a lot of people just kind of overwhelmed, like, well, I got to send it all to Shopify, figure out how to convert. But that's a great way to start is with Amazon, get that well, dialed dude, and then and then switch over. Yeah, in the South, and I don't like this analogy, but they say, starve your ponies and feed your stallions. Amazon's your stallion and you got to feed it. And if you're all, if you have Amazon working and it's generating cash and you're like, oh no, Amazon's volatile. I better go put all my energy into building something off Amazon. What's well, like, yeah, you should put some energy on that, but Amazon's what's paying your bills. And if you can feed that and get it to keep going, keep 80% of your energy there. Don't get new shiny object syndrome and try to run off and do a whole bunch of stuff you don't understand. Double down on what's working for you and then take commit to, because here's the thing about paid amplification, Jeff, that people don't understand is it's like a diet or a workout program where you have to do it every day and it has to compound. And a lot of people start and they plant the seed and they begin watering it with ads and they begin building a footprint of email subscribers, pixeled audiences. And then they turn the, 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 the little sprout plant. It's like just after winter, before the spring, it hasn't quite popped through the, the crust of the earth and they shut it off because they don't see everything that's happened. And it's like, you have to pick a certain, I'm going to spend a hundred dollars a month off of Amazon building brand assets. And you have to do that every day or every month for a year. Like you have to do it consistently. You can't turn it on, turn it off, turn it on, turn it off. It doesn't work. It's like a diet. It's like a workout program. It's like growing a plant. It requires daily energy, which is a budget and let it run. Love it. So what are some strategies that maybe are like on Amazon strategies that are helping you either rank or boost sales, like specifically on the Amazon channel? Well, traffic outside of Amazon is like the best thing because Amazon's like, oh man, you know, this person is driving visibility into our platform. That's a ranking factor for sure. You know, all the Amazon ranking factors. You don't need to ask me about the Amazon ranking factors. I'm sure you've gone over them a hundred times on this show, but it's like, there's a lot of factors that go into how Amazon consider, how they consider you relevant for a particular query. Everything from how your page is listed to the conversion rate of that product, to the other people in the market, to the title, to how much outside traffic you have, to your sales velocity, to your BSR, to all that kind of stuff. And the game is really about, like I'm saying, do the fundamentals, optimize your Amazon listing. If you don't have ads running, if you don't have Amazon sponsored ads, you're not gonna rank as much as if you did. Even if you just turned them off, you'll notice that your organic rankings tank as well. So you have to go deep on Amazon, which is what guys like you teach, and then add into it, taking energy from outside of Amazon and putting it into Amazon as phase two. And that is the best thing you can do to rank on Amazon is take energy from Facebook and uh, Instagram and YouTube and Google and shoot them into the Amazon, even if they don't convert super well. Amazon sees outside traffic coming to your listing and you get rewarded for that. Yeah, makes perfect sense. On the Amazon review front, it's obviously gotten a lot tougher to get Amazon reviews, Amazon verified reviews. Do you focus, do you have any strategies or things that are working to like help, help get that initial boost of reviews or, you know, especially ongoing? Well, reviews have only gotten harder every month even, you know, reviews are still getting deleted. Reviews are hard to get verified. And um, I mean, you can do the kind of thing where you build up an audience outside of Amazon, the way I'm talking about, then you launch a new product on Amazon and you give them a small discount. And, and those don't, even if it's a small discount, five or 10%, you're not, those can still be verified. And you say, Hey, review it. You know, like 
you can do, you don't incentivize, but you request effectively. Like if you have an audience, I'm back to the same thing I've been saying the whole time. If you have an audience outside of Amazon that you've been building, it's a lot easier to get a lot of things to happen on Amazon, like reviews from those people. And you know, a lot of Amazon buyers will review you naturally because Amazon follows up and asks for reviews. So once you get selling and your sponsored ads are working and once you have your first 10 reviews, then the rest of them are going to come in naturally at a good pace if you're selling well. And then you can also work on the audiences that you have outside of Amazon, asking them to review you and giving them special incentives to do so that are, you know, gray area within TOS. I don't break TOS, but like, so you can't, make the incentive too crazy, but you can say, Hey, you know, we were launching this new product to have this new product. You can go get it here and please leave a review. Hey, we saw that you bought it. Please. You can really aggressively follow up. And I think that like, you know, aggressive follow-up has always been the best way to get a review. Yeah, no, I think that makes perfect sense. And, uh, you know, it's challenging for people to do that, but they just need to keep it simple. Like what, what you just I mean, said. So it's very difficult to do, right? You can't even email them anymore that much in there. It's like, yeah, Amazon is trying, and it's in the benefit of the best thing in the world would be if there was no way for Amazon merchants to hustle people into giving reviews. And all we could do as merchants was run ads and make our offer compelling and try to rank. And then when people bought our stuff, let Amazon handle the review follow-up for every, every merchant. And then that way, all the reviews would be legit. And you wouldn't have to worry about it. And I think that's kind of the model they're trying to move towards is make it way harder for sellers to manipulate reviews. And I think they're doing a good job. Yeah, perfect. Well, I think that's a great way to end it. And hopefully that's helpful for a lot of people. And so yeah, Ezra, can you tell us what, what else you got going on? Where can people follow you? Yeah, you can follow me on Instagram at Ezra Firestone. I'm constantly publishing, you know, good e-commerce content about how to do well. Um, there and also smartmarketer.com is my information blog. I do, I share a lot of like what's working for us and our brands on that blog. And also if you're on Shopify, I have some pretty fun tools over at zipify.com, Z-I-P-I-F-Y. Um, hey, thanks for having me on the show. I know we kind of just were high level and I kind of said the same thing a whole bunch, but <laughs> even though it is um, like, I feel like people overcomplicate things and like, what you have to understand is what is the overarching strategy and what are you trying to achieve? And then you just got to keep it simple and take the next step towards that. And so I stand by my simple advice. <laughs> um, yeah. I just want to say thanks. Of course. Thank you. And uh, yeah, I've been following you for years and I've learned a lot from you. So keep doing it the way that you're doing it. You, uh, you stand out from the crowd. I love your, your saying, serve the world. You serve the world unselfishly and profit. So keep doing nice. what you're doing. Thanks, Ezra. Thank you. All right. Thank you so much to Ezra Firestone for coming on the show. That was truly an honor and uh, it was awesome to hear his story. He has, you know, obviously had an interesting path and, uh, you know, he's done so much and accomplished so much. And uh, there were a lot of lessons um, that we talked about in there. And just to recap a couple of them, I really loved what he said about Amazon. He said is, is the best channel to start with and stay focused on at first, right? That was so, you know, clarify, I actually thought that he might say the opposite, like, oh, no, you should do Shopify and Facebook ads and all that first, because, you know, that's, that's what he's so well known for is because he's such an expert there. But it was it was interesting that he still strongly believes and, and says that Amazon is the best sales channel in the history of the world, right? Um, that's pretty, you know, powerful of him to say. And, you know, it makes sense to, to focus on that, because it's, it's easier to, to, 
to be successful and, and launch and start on Amazon. And then once you start having some success, then just, I love what he said about, you know, just start reinvesting, say 10% of both your time and, and money, you know, and profits and all that into the off Amazon stuff, right? Once you start getting some, some real success on Amazon, then focus on that. And you don't need to totally, you know, distract yourself, right? Just start small. And he actually said, you know, send that outside traffic and whether it's paid media or content or whatever you're doing, send it to Amazon in the beginning, you know, just, just because it's simpler, right? You, you still are building the Amazon, keep feeding the beast. I thought that was so well said, but then once you really start, get going, and then you can start, you know, diverting it to Shopify or whatever your website platform is and really dialing that in. And then, you know, hopefully one day your Shopify and all that will become the biggest part of your business, right? Where you control that. And that's awesome. But um, I think he just laid out a really, really good plan on that note. Like if, if you are feeling stuck in Amazon, like if you are, if you know that you want to focus on that Shopify store, you want to go build it or you want to optimize it, or you know, you want to go hire someone or do it yourself as far as like running Facebook ads or Instagram ads or, you know, Google ads and trying to build that off Amazon uh, sales channel. Um, what I would recommend is, you know, if you are feeling overwhelmed, like you, at Turnkey, we have a lot of different ways that we could help, you know, either take that off of your plate or we can help you streamline it or automate it either with us doing it for you or we can coach you or we can give you sort of, you know, help you identify what are the pain points in your business. And maybe we could help you streamline that, like give you, you know, the strategies or give you the better systems in place so that you can more efficiently and effectively run Amazon to free up your time so that you can go focus on the off Amazon activities that build you into a bigger brand, right? A more valuable brand. And so um, if you are interested in struggling with that, definitely just head over to turnkeyproductmanagement.com. There should be an apply button um, at the top of the page. That's the easiest place. Just fill that out and then we'll, we'll see how we can best help you. We'll get a little info about kind of where you're at and we'll try to find ways to help you. But yeah, but regardless, what Ezra said today was just so, so helpful, I think for a lot of you out there. And uh, I hope that you guys take it, take it to heart and, and take action on it and enjoyed that. So Thank you guys so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast or leave us a review. That always helps us a whole lot. And we love hearing from you as well. So thank you guys. And thank you, Ezra, for coming on. It was a really fun interview and uh, looking forward to part two. We are uh, talking with Ezra after. Since it was a shorter interview, we want to do a, a follow-up one and, and really dive into some, some heavier topics or, or more in the details. And so um, that's coming soon as well. So thank you guys so much. Hope you enjoyed.